hello, hello, testing, one, two, yeah, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, you have a great setup. Look at this. You have microphones. Well, How? eventually we'll have a yeah. person over there who does all the sound techn yes. techn techniquing. Well, I mean, hey, hey, you know, before we begin with everything, we before we introduce oh, each other. Us? So I'm going to introduce you in a second, which I'm really excited about. You know what? I'm just going to introduce you first, and then we'll get sure? started. Yeah, fuck. Hello, hello, hello. What up, crew? How's it going? I'm Jonathan Garano. Let me ask you a question. Yes. I keep interrupting you. Would you want me to take that off of the thing, so you can just hold it? I don't like that. You, I don't like. I don't like that you hold it. To be honest with you. Oh, you. I don't? prefer that you wouldn't hold it. Okay, now I know. Yeah. Is that okay? But if you want to hold the microphone, we'll take it off so you can just hold the microphone. No, I don't want to hold the microphone. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't want to destroy. This is your. This is your. Yeah. I, I prefer this is your not, equipment. I prefer not to to hold it like. Okay, that. Okay. I'm gonna put my hands behind my back. That'd there. be great. Handcuff it up. You can know? move it down a little bit. All right, I'm gonna move it down. All right, I want to introduce you, which I'm really excited about. I'm killing the momentum of this pot. I'm ruining it. No, you're not ruining, dude. I just want. First off, I want to thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. I'm really excited. You're you're our second guest. I'm happy to be here. Um, so let me introduce you, and then we'll begin. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Hello, crew. I could tell. John <laughs> oh I could God. tell that Jonathan doesn't know what to do with his hands because <laughs> if he doesn't have something to hold, he's he freaks out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm a hand person. Like that's why I love to wear pockets. Okay, let's wipe that up for a second. God. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I, I'll, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll touch this pen. That's what I'll do. There we go. You got something to play with? There I got something to play with. This is uh, this. Hey. That's why master not master is so hard, but I'm I'm doing pretty well. Great. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> let's go. Well, hello. What up, crew? Uh, my name is Jonathan Garano, and I am Morgan J. And welcome to the Bottle Club. What's and we're up? about to talk about some things. Before we begin, I just want to let everybody know that this is a an amazing bonus episode where we're bringing on a guest. This is the second guest. Let me tell you a little bit, Morgan. J. Morgan J. <laughs> is a stand-up musical comedian who's been on NBC, he's been on Comedy Central, he's been uh, headlining shows all over the country right now, and he's just, he's someone that makes me completely happy. Oh, stop. Yeah, um, before, before though, I, I definitely just want to say something really cool. Uh, first off, if you love this podcast, you love what you're watching, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave your uh, Instagram handle, guess what? Guess what happens, Morgan? If you leave your Instagram handle with a written review on five stars on Apple Podcast, I will video DM you. Stop. Yes, that's exactly what I do. What the fuck? I'm excited. What the fuck? And here's the best news, dude. So what? Tell me. Last night, last night, we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's so weird. I thought I... A thousand subscribers on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, Let's you. go, guys. A Dude. thousand subs. Okay, I cried. I understand people may see it like it's small, but I'm reading this book called The Power of Habit, which I think is very important. And let okay. me read you a quote that I was... I always think it's funny the way you say important. Why? You go, important. It's important. I just I just cut the T, important. Well, because when I was little, right? Important. When I was little, my father would be like, hey, listen, you mumble a lot. And so I would go and read a book out loud and I would go slowly like, hello, my name is I'll tell you what, Jonathan. Those skills yeah. are important. <laughs> those are very important skills. Um, yeah. Well, it's congrats, very important man. skills. Congrats. Thank you so much. I mean, well, see, you're a creator, right? And I definitely want to get into. Yeah. So I don't. Well, let's say if this rings true to you, because I was I was on the toilet and this is where I read. 
And this morning I came up with this, I, I read this little passage and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I want to get your opinion on it. Yummy. Here we go. Once a small win has been accomplished, forces are set in motion that favor another small win. Let's go. Small wins fuel transformative changes by leveraging tiny advantages into patterns that convince people that bigger achievements are within reach. Let's go. So you're someone that has... I love that. You have 500,000 on TikTok. I love that. You have 20,000 on YouTube, and you're growing steadily. I don't know about that. I'm losing steadily at the moment. Right. But... How do you keep yourself in gear? So therefore, in this like content creation world, you're 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 sane. Do you think um, this rings true? I think it does ring true, and I think you know those little small achievements, those small victories, those are just gas, gasoline in the tank of uh, your self esteem, your engine to keep going forward. Because it's so easy to just stop. It really is easy to. Stop. I think about. I still think I'm 14 years in, <laughs> and I still think about quitting. I thought about quitting the other day. I did Wait, that. 14 years in comedy, and you're thinking why? You're headlining shows, dude. You have a great it's just podcast this lifestyle, setup. dude. It's, Explain. It's, it's uh, the instability, you know, you, you, the 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 constant having to have faith in what the future holds. It's because some sometimes it doesn't come. But I, I, at this point, I should I should have more faith and know that more things because things do keep coming. So it's right. like, you know. Uh, I don't know why I get anxious about it. You know what I mean? There's all, but the, but I think the anxiety comes from that that fear of running out of things to create, running out of having deadlines and timelines and having an audience of over half a million followers on TikTok and these other platforms that um, you're like will they demand they demand a certain level they demand a, a a certain type of content right and b a steady output of the content and then if you disappear they don't they'll, they don't care when i was managing youtubers i hear you they they, they call it con- the consumers or the audience we have to make sure that they consume the content we have yeah. to think of i mean this may be like wrong to say but we have to view look at our viewers kind of like people that are like food addicts and the food Cattle. is your content wait what's what happened to the show last night oh i got referred to do this gig for cross which is like a new wave new age high school is that a vegan restaurant no it's 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 a high school uh and all the parents are very rich some of them very famous and their kids go to the school i'll give you an example of what what kind of stuff goes on the school okay they have these things called council where they pass around a stick it's called the talking stick (laughs) and students this uh, is awesome. And then students, when they have the stick, they're encouraged to talk about yeah. their thoughts and their feelings with each other. Kind of like a little group therapy session. These are students in high school. Um, That's they, good, though. I mean, it is great. If you, if you have great. the money, if you have the money, then I'll definitely... It, it is great. It's just such a departure from what I my high school experience was like. And they also... I mean, some of these kids are legit famous. And I'll tell you what happened last night. So I show up. There's 130 seniors or graduates from this high school. Um... I, I was already nervous about the gig because the woman who booked me, she emailed me a list of, I don't have my phone, but I want, I want to read this to you, not to throw shade at her. So I was performing comedy for 130 kids. I'm talking 18-year-old kids, all right? 18. 150 now, of them. 130. 150. 130, yeah. We can say there's 150 people if you include the security and the parents and the yeah. chaperones there. Um, I show up. The sugar. There, there's no alcohol, so it's just Coca-Cola, yeah. soda. There's donuts. It's candy. It's like there's a graffiti wall. There's a DJ. Yeah. Uh, there, it's it's somewhere. It's like right outside the Capitol Records building overlooking Vine and whatever. It's some part of the heart of Hollywood, right? Yeah. And... Um, I'm nervous, and and I don't really get nervous for gigs anymore. But uh, from what I from what I remember, these teenagers are mean. 
They Teenagers are, are mean. Bro. Not only are they mean, their their rich parents are just as mean what? most of the time. So wait, you're playing this show and you got you. Okay, I really want. Let so me finish. Got, Stop I'm, interrupting I'm excited. Me. Anyway, I was nervous. The the person who booked me sends me this email. She's like, "Hey, just gonna vomit out some ideas here that you could talk about: COVID testing, the nose scrape, PCR, all the hassle they had to go through, TikTok, mindless scrolling, being TikTok famous, TikTok what? dances, council, the stick thing. Talk about the stick. Talk about leaving home. Talk about what it's like growing up in LA." I'll get more ideas for you. So imagine this. She sent me this a week before the gig uh, last. This Friday. is horrible. No, it's not horrible. No, it's just like she a, doesn't know better. Dude, it's like a client telling you what to do. Let's just put it this way. Let's say she they 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 hired like you know a, a legitimate band mm-hmm. like a like a a, a band and uh, you know six days before the event they emailed and they were like, hey, we'd love for you to 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 do songs about this. Can you write Can you write a full set of songs? That's what I'm saying. That's horrible for this. So, it, so that's where like I was already nervous about it because like it was already very demanding and and like if you know this is n- not the first time this has happened like I did a well let me finish it so I I get there they they gather first of all I was very impressed because they gathered all the the students and they sat on the floor like Indian style like oh, straight really out of high cool. school um, I went up there I did a five to ten minute set I just did crowd work I pick on a girl in the front row with right. her girlfriend by the way everybody under the under under the age of uh, 25 is bisexual at least well statistically like one out of six yeah yeah so, I like it I like it so uh, so I'm doing crowd work with her her name is Iris I have no idea who she is I'm also like trying to do crowd work and just like make this about them because they don't want to hear my material it's like their last day of school why do they want if some you, if 30- you talk if you talk to a kid and they laugh and she's popular then everybody will laugh you know what I mean yeah 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 so make it about them. I do my set it goes pretty well I kind of ended in a medium spot mm-hmm. I the first half was great and then one of the teachers comes up to me it's like it's so funny you picked on Iris you know that's Judd Apatow's daughter <laughs> And I go, what? She's like, yeah, it's Judd Apatow's daughter. Oh, no, So then dude. I'm standing by the elevator getting ready to go, and she comes up to me with her girlfriend. And what I what I said was, what I said, so you guys are dating. Where are you going to school? And she said, like, New York. And the other girl was going to, like, USC. Right. And I was like, long distance. I don't know. That's not going to work. I don't know. Like, oh, I made some joke about, like. shit. So, um, so anyway, uh. She came up to me afterwards. She was like, "Hey, you did a really great job." And I and I said, "Oh, thanks so much." Yeah. I was really nervous. She was like, "Ah, oh, don't worry. Everybody here is high." And I said, "So am I." <laughs> so that was it. And then I went home. And then I and then I and then I'm driving. Wait, do, do, I'm, do you feel you're driving home? And what happened? I'm just driving home, and I'm just thinking to myself, should I have like tried to milk this situation to get in touch with Judd Apatow? But several friends had said, "No, do not do that. Like, don't try to get no. to Judd through Iris." <laughs> you know. That's kind of weird. Hey. It is kind of weird. So I'm glad I didn't. Hey, Iris, it. hey. But can it's I talk Hollywood. To your father? It's father. So sometimes it's like, you know, they always say you got to shoot your shot, take your chance. And like, what if this was the chance? You know But what I mean? shoot your shot with a daughter that's in high school? I don't know, man. Not, well, that's I, like not, drawing a line. I'm not trying to, I'm, dude, I'm not trying to like hang out with Iris Apatow. I understand. I'm, tr- I'm just trying to like let, get let, to Judd. Let let Iris be like I'm such a big fan, and then she goes to her dad like, dude, you should see this guy. But not like, I, hey, I, Iris, can you? I'll tell you what. I doubt that she it will bring me up to him, just because like you never know. You know these 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 students were so cool and hip. You know what I mean? And like jaded Hollywood. They're like. Did little- you feel? Did you feel like? Can you? Were you like? Oh, I I'm not as cool as them. Absolutely. And did that kind of. Well, look, after your self-esteem a little bit where you're like, wow, this 13-year-old, well, this 18-year-old, the 17-year-old is cooler than 
dude, me, dude. Well, while I was there, they, well, after one of the teachers told me it was Iris Apatow, I, I go to her Instagram to look her up. She has like half a million followers. Yeah. It's like all modeling shots. I'm like, this girl's way cooler than I am. Yeah. She's like, she like has the biggest celebrities come over to her house for dinner. You we know understand I mean? though that she was born into that, right? So well, that we was the other thing. I was having mixed emotions. I felt like this little chip on my shoulder. Were you like too. a little bit jealous, or I was a little bit jealous? That's a key. I was thing. thinking about nepotism in this industry and like how hard I have I've had to work to just get to. Well, where... also you're a person of color, so it's a little harder as well. I'm off white for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're eth- ethnically ambiguous. ambiguous, and uh, you know it just makes it's it's just you know. Anyway, that's what happened last night. No, the gig I, went well. I, I got paid. Dude, whatever. Congr- Congratulations. I mean, you know what that kind of shows, right? Um, first off, I love how we're talking about small wins. You gave yourself a small win. It's a learning experience. I think it's also really good that you checked yourself for a second and you were like, uh, you checked yourself for a second and you were like, you know what? At least in this 14 years, I did it myself. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah. You know, the, the, and, that's, and that's like, that can never be taken away from you. I know. I was I watching this thing from. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's okay. Um, I was watching this thing from uh, Venus Williams. Okay. And she was doing this interview, and they were like, "How do you deal with people that are younger, that are you know successful, and also how do you deal with like the reporters and the critics that come after you?" And she goes, "Everyone has their own journey. That's number one. And number two, I'm giving it all I got, and I've competed with the best of the best. So now that I know that I am there." I can do it again. Yeah. That's number one. And number two, anybody that gives me critics, I know I can beat them automatically because none of the critics have ever performed. Or done what I've done. Right. Totally. And so now when you look yeah. at your like high school situation, right? Yeah. 14 years, you did it yourself, but everyone has their own f- journey. Yeah. And you've done it before. So when you're thinking about quitting, just think, wait, I've had wins. I can do it again. Well, you know, So to, give yourself props on the I back give, a little bit. I you give know myself what I mean? hella props. And to, to go off of that, I thought... Bef- on my way to the gig, I, I was just thinking, man, how interesting is my life? Like, yeah, right. I I did it, and I've created a life for myself that is interesting and fun. I'm going to do. I'm going to work, and I'm still excited about it. Uh, I'm doing something like I'm putting myself in a position of of discomfort, and I'm gonna figure this out. You have stories to tell. I was I was talking about this with a friend like three months ago, because I'm like, yeah, you could travel the world. You can have those generic. To me, you don't have to travel the world and li- and go to hotels to have an interesting life. You can have an interesting life based on the interactions of what you do with others. Right. It is like I can go to McDonald's, let's say, with a friend, and we have and we do something that just le- leaves like a lasting, amazing memory with the strangers yeah. around me and with my friend, and that could be more interesting than going to Spain seeing a basilica and then going to like a hotel like, congratulations agree. you're living like a safe life i you could people that's so mean to say but no, i don't i agree i don't I, care i, I don't want to live. i went to europe and i thought it was i i, I went I did, I did that two and a half week trip i did i did i did london paris amsterdam and i just felt like i don't know i didn't i didn't need to do this and i and i was upset that i didn't perform for two and a half weeks like i feel like i would have enjoyed the the, the trip more if i had shows to do each night that's, i don't know what it is it's no like, that's the same that's, way like I, when i went to espana and france and espana. monaco uh, in 2017 the times that i had fun was when something disruptive happened during the process and then through that discomfort 
you know, I learned more about myself oh, yeah. in that last, uh, 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 like, a. am not, what I'm saying is like, I'm not saying that you should force yourself to be like in uncomfortable situations, but when opportunities show up, that's a little risky. You do just it. see what freaking happens. You got to do it. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to tell about the Spain trip because I don't want to get into that because it's a long story. But well, what else is on the, you have the well, document Yeah, there? yeah, of course. Um, you know, one cool thing that I want to tell people about is that, like with every artist, uh, I was a barista once. Um, I worked at Gap. I was an Uber driver. And I really wanted to get into, like, I think these are fun little stories. And I, I wanted to talk about how you worked at the Apple store. Oh, yeah, sure. And um, kind of like the cool stories there, which I think are kind of fun. And so oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and then we can talk about that. And I kind of want to tell you, like, a, like I, I don't know why, but for some reason I wanted to talk about also, like, a cool little Uber driver, Uber uh, Uber story that just okay. popped into my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want to do first? No, no uh, you, well, we're talking about... Like what happens in Apple? Like what were you doing? Yeah, so I had been working there for six years, and uh, I quit. This is 2017. Yeah, June, yeah, it's yeah. June of tw- almost almost four years exactly ago. Uh, and for like the last two to three years of my job, I was giving people discounts. Like anybody who, who walked in the store, I just was like, what? Giving them discounts? Why? Yeah, because uh, so you, you just go in, you're like, hey, you get a discount. You, you're like Oprah Winfrey. No, me. yeah, like like. Uh, I just saw families really struggling to buy stuff for their kids and people they need they had they needed this or that. And the stuff there is really expensive. So I was just like giving them discounts and you know towards the end of my my tenure there um <laughs> my tenure there um, <laughs> tenure there uh, at uh, Apple a coworker who and not even a manager a coworker like in title I guess she was like slightly above me but she wasn't a manager or anything like that. Yeah. She came up to me uh, after my shift and also God bless y'all working a job where you use the word shift in it. Cause uh, it ain't, if you're, if the word shift is in your job, I know Dude. you guys, it's, it ain't clock it ain't in clock out. Yeah. So, so I but am, you can be shifty yeah, and, so, and take some of the resources that you want. Sure. But anyway, go on. You know, you can embezzle money yeah, from your company yeah. if you no. Um, so my coworker comes up to me and she's like, Morgan, did you give those people a discount? And I was like, yeah, I did. And she was like, why? And I was just like, as I told you, I was like, cause this, the shit is expensive. And she was like, you know, so the, the, some people don't understand that like none of this matters. And we are the, like, what is this that we're, we're selling? We're selling these consumer goods and let's try to help others out a little bit. Yeah. And she couldn't get wrap her brain around the fact that like this corporation has like eight, like a trillion dollars in the bank just sitting there for no reason. So give and back. And I think, I think we could like give a discount. Yeah. You Especially the I mean? people that need it, dude. If I get, you know, it, it's ridiculous. And I'm not the only one who was doing it at this store. So don't come at me like, anyway, um, I just use company jargon and I was like, you know, Lisa, let's just connect about this another day. <laughs> let's just connect. We'll talk about it. We'll like, de- you know, we'll decompress and yeah. whatever. Uh, I come in for my next shift. Yeah. I, before my shift starts, I get called into the manager's office Ooh. where I have a, where I have a meeting with like a mid-level manager. By the way, I don't know why there's so many fucking managers at jobs. There's like, they're just, yeah. there's like just who do you one... report to? I don't know, dude. It, it's like so you it's, gotta talk to the director, then the director talks to the CEO, then the CEO can talk to you, and they can kind of confuzzle the situation. So she, yeah, she sits me down and she's like, "Can you walk us through some of your the, your transactions the other day, like at the end of the sh- shift?" And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I was just helping some customers. I was just, I was, and I'm using company jargon again. Yes, I'm just trying to surprise and delight the customers. So <laughs> I I hit them with a discount." 
And then Good she for was you, like, dude. yeah, she was like, well, you know, you got to see a manager for that to get approved. And I said, I know, but you guys are so busy on the floor all the time on the sales floor. I don't want to bother you with stuff like this. I yeah. just wanted to take care of it on my own. And, 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 you know, and, uh, they were like, okay, okay well, well, listen, why don't you go? We're going to have to probably revisit this. And so yada, yada, two weeks later, I have another meeting with the, with the highest manager. Okay. So the director of management. Okay. And then like this, the store leader or something. Right. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, she's really chill, and she's kind of asking me questions, mm-hmm. coaching me through these things. It's like, this is this is the this, this is the parameters. Like, this is what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, she's like, so walk us through, like, what say yes or like yeah. yes, no. Like, she was just like, I'm just trying to let, you know help you out here because they're they're going to investigate your transactions. They over have there. to investigate you. They said they're going to investigate me. Yeah. So I am like. Okay, so immediately I get I walk out of the room and I just put my two weeks in and I'm like I'm out, I'm done. Oh wait, why didn't you want to get fired so you get unemployment? I may not have gotten fired. I could have gotten like prosecuted or something. <gasps> That's why they were gonna like investigate me and see what I was doing. Oh, for a discount? I was giving discounts. You know the same. I'm so sorry about that, but good good on you for helping the world out. So you think that getting and getting doing the two weeks notice was the best decision rather than. Well, it was a scary decision. You know, I put him. I put in my two weeks' notice as yeah. soon as I got out of that meeting, and it, it was a scary decision because I had recently signed with a college agent, mm. um, and I didn't know if I'd be touring a bunch a bunch after this or how many schools I would book, and so I took out a five thousand dollar loan, damn, um, to help me, and then I was doing odd jobs like. Uh, See guys, this is what you have to do. So I was doing odd jobs. I was doing. I was doing Task Rabbit. Uh, I did Task Rabbit too. I did. I did Uber Eats for a second. Never did. I just did Uber. Um, and then I did private IT work for people, and but at that and then like a month or two later, I booked two commercials, and then a month or two after that, I booked forty college tour dates. It's kind of crazy that see how momentum happens. Like you, I, this is the weird belief that I have. I believe that. In acts of desperation, the most amazing humans do the most impeccable things. Yeah. And so you have nothing left, bro. You have nothing left. And so you're like, I got to step it up. I'll tell you what, the universe provides. I think, I don't know, you have to... The universe provides for people that want it. That's true. I mean, I shouldn't just say, like, like I sat there and then a bunch of great stuff Yeah, you, what are you, a white woman that just believes and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. ding, dong, ding, you get it? No, come on. Did I tell you that I got fired from Airbnb kind of like in the same similar situation? Mm-mm. So I was working for Airbnb as like an air crew member, which is like the customer service support. Oh, wow. How long ago was this? Uh, this was uh, like 10 years ago. Wow. 2011. So Airbnb must have been new. It was so new. Yeah. Um, I got the job in a week. I got fired okay. from another job and then I just suddenly applied in a week they hired me. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm doing the Airbnb. I'm working for Airbnb as the air crew member, customer service, and they have this like ranking system as the customer air crew. Like if you get a lot of like five star reviews from customers or like a lot of good thumbs up and people are writing about you, you slowly increase into the ranks. It's like a ratio thing. Like if you help 200 people and like 80% have good things and you just like boost up. Yeah. And I'm a weird all over the place type of guy that loves consumers and customers a lot. Yeah. And so I would call these people and um, I would go above and beyond. And sometimes I would get in trouble because they're like, you're not supposed to always call the customer to see if they're doing it right. But like, you know, I don't know. But look at my rating. So they would never get mad at me. Sure. There's always people trying to get mad at me for my 
my, my, my personality. But luckily, I was always in the ranks. It came to a point after about like three or four months where I was like the number one like air crew. Like I was yeah. in the top like three all the time. Yeah. So this is what they did. They sat me down and they're like, you know what? You're doing really good as an air crew. We're going to, we're going to um, give you the ability to make coupon codes for people. So okay. like when you sign up and do an Airbnb, there's like a little, you know, coupon code and then you can type it in and then you get a reduction of prices. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like honey, you know, like the app. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. we're not sponsored by them soon though. So they gave me that ability and in the first month they checked back and I gave away $20,000 worth of coupons to like customers. Yeah. And they sat me down and they're like, Jonathan. You just can't do that. Why can't you? And I was like, oh. Okay. Well, how much money were you giving off? Were you giving like full free stays? To no, people? no, no. Like I would give away, like I would give like, if they're like a new person or if someone was having like a difficult time, because you know, some Airbnb host, not always a good time. Yeah. And so if someone's having an issue, I'd be like, hey, here you go. You know what? For your next day here's $30 or here's $50 or if it's a big thing, I'm like, here's $200. Oh, wow. Okay. And in the first like month and a half, it ranked up to about $20,000. I mean, I know it's, it's a million my dollar company, dude. I, I, I don't. And so then I, what, this isn't a so time. Then, to get boom. Cheap. I got let go. This isn't a time for companies to get cheap, dude. You see what's happening now? They have a hard time hiring people. It's, it's out of control. So that's Let me started America economy economy. So that's like my, uh, like to, if Airbnb is listening, I want to let you know that uh, I don't use Airbnb. The anymore. CTO Brian Switzko, love you, dude. Love your jackets. If you're ever listening to me, I did a magic trick to him Does once. He still work there? Yeah, he's the CTO of, of Airbnb. Chief Technical Officer. Yeah, he's amazing. So wait, Uber Eats. Do you have any cool little? No, I'm trying to think of what other stories. I well, have. I mean, I, what, what did I? Well, what did I send you in the preview? Well, there's. Can I tell you? There's something on my mind that I'd like to tell you about. So some listener was like, hey, you used to work for Airbnb because I showed them the, you know, the weekend video, you know, where like I met the weekend through Uber and also yeah, the chain yeah, smokers. Yeah. So they were like, hey, do you have any like weird Uber stories? And I was like, OK, if you really want to know. And there's this one thing that I'll never forget. And maybe you can help me out, like what you think about it, because I don't know, maybe like a really racially insensitive, but who knows? So it's 3 a.m. in the morning and I'm driving Uber. Because, you know, I want to work 12 hours a day. I want to make that money. Ooh, yeah, it's 3 a.m. And I get this notification. I'm like, okay. I hit it and I start driving. And I kind of get a little scared because it's late at night. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. And I pull up to this cul-de-sac and right in the middle. A what? A cul-de-sac. A cul-de-sac. It's, it's where like there's no No, entrance. I know what it is, but the way you said it. Yeah, cul-de-sac. 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 Sure. Okay. Cold, it's coldy sack. I went to a ice coldy sack where they sell ice I am cream. Filipino. Cold coldy sack. Coldy sack. It's almost like you're. It's, it's almost like you're singing a coldy sack. Coldy sack. Coldy sack. Coldy sack. It's. Oh, I'm kind of like saying like coleslaw. Cold coldy sack. Cold duck slack. Go ahead. Finish okay, your story. So <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I'm driving uh, into this coldy sack, and all of a sudden I see this woman all dressed in white right in the middle of the street. Nice. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, this is the day that I die. Mm. This is the day where this woman is not a woman and she's probably a ghost and I'm going to get slaughtered. Mm. 
But anyway, I pull down and I pull down my window and I go, Rachel? <laughs> and she goes, Jonathan? I'm like, yes. And she's like, all right. I just want to let you know that someone stole my laptop and we have to go chase him. And then she goes, ladies, ladies, ladies. And three of her friends just like pop out of nowhere in pajamas. And they're like, get in the car. Let's go. Love it. And then she gets in the car and she's like, by the way, before you drive really fast, just know that all of us are on cocaine right now. Wow. So please be careful. And I'm Love like, it. okay, let's go. And I start driving. And I'm like, wait a second. How, where, how do you know where the laptop is? And she's like, she takes out her phone. She's like, I have the laptop tracker from Apple. Okay. And I'm like, all right, all right, let's go. So wow. we're driving and I'm driving and we get to this. After about like 25 minutes, we get to this house. Yeah. So it's like 3.45 a.m. in the morning. The women are all there and like, I think that's the house where the laptop oh, is. Shit. And I'm like, okay, so what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? You drop them off and you get the F out of there. That's not your responsibility. Well, I'm having, remember, remember how we talked about like life is about discomfort? This is this is a story that I want to be a part of somehow, you know? Okay. I mean, that's kind of like dangerous. Tell but me still more. Like, so, so she goes, she goes, okay, remember, so here's the thing. The woman in the front is Rachel. She's white. Yeah. Then we have another person. I don't know her name. She's white. And then in the, and then on the two other sides, the black woman and another black woman. So it's two black women, two African-American women and two white women. And they're all sitting there in complete silence, not knowing what to do if we should go into the house or not. And then the white woman goes, let's call the police. Oh boy. And the black women are like, what the fuck? No, that's not a good idea. It's like, do you know what we look like? And yeah. like as a as a person of color too, I start like, what are you doing? And we're like laughing. The black the the black women and I are kind of like laughing at the white women for a yeah. second. But then all of a sudden, like I see Rachel's face go serious. She's like, No, no, no. I'm calling the cops. Oh, no. She takes out the phone, she calls nine one one, she's like, Hey, my laptop got stolen and I know who stole it and we're in front of the house. Yeah, and like I'm shocked and I'm silent, and the two African Americans are like, "What the fuck is going? Is this for real?" About like maybe 15 minutes later, a cop car pulls up, and the black woman and me and myself are like, "You know, we're gonna just we we feel a little unsafe, and we love you, white women." Like the black the black friends are like, "We love you, white girl." You know, they're the yeah. white girl. So you we're just gonna stay in the car, and we're you gonna go, you can talk you know, to the police. Yeah, you you do your thing, white woman, and we're like we're laughing. But we're like kind of scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the, so the, Rachel opens her door. But before she opens the door, the cop like walks to my door and like, you know, makes like knocks on my door to make sure my window's down. And so I put my window down. The two uh, African-American women are like kind of like in the corner, a little bit hiding. And I go, hey, officer, um, I'm just letting you know that these two women, um, they called you because there's a laptop that's like in that house. And she's like, really? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. I have a wine bottle that's open because the woman, when she came in, she's like, we're all on cocaine. She's also, I'm drinking. Mm. And so she was drinking this wine bottle. And so she handed it to me. And so as the police officer came, I put it like near my like leg. So I'm holding it with my thigh. This yeah. is, oh no, my calf, yeah. my calf. I'm holding the wine bottle with my calf. So he's talking to me. He's like, what's going on? And I'm like, uh, two women here. Uh, they, they left a laptop. It got stolen. But I'll let I'll let her talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes on the other side. She opens the door. The two white women come and they start talking. And then as I don't know what's going on, but I look at that uh, the African American women and we're looking together. And we're like, you say black? Yeah, black. Some black people don't like to be called African American. Yeah, black. They're not African American. Sorry, these black women are like, why women be crazy? And I'm like, I know, right? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, there's, there's some brave shit going on. And then I see the the cop and the white woman 
go to the door and I like I just see knocking and I don't know what's going on and I think the door opens and then Rachel comes back holding the laptop and she's like I got it and I'm like what happened she's like don't worry about it but I got it and then the other white woman comes in and then the cop I'm still holding the wine bottle against my calf and the cop looks at me and goes all right be careful and make sure these women get home safely I'm like thanks officer and then I drive off, and then I drop them back off at the cul-de-sac. Fun, super fun. The cul-de-sac. So like people. Are, so how long? How much would you get for that fare? A thousand dollars? I think like twenty dollars. No, like impossible. A Doesn't the fare keep going when you get to the location? I don't, dude. I don't remember the fare. I just it's remember okay. the story. Okay, for sure. I think maybe it was a twenty-dollar tip. Whatever. It's all good. It's all good. Like I, I can't. Tr- I that I don't you. know. It's all right. It's a good story. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I don't know why that. De- I want to know that detail, but well, I don't remember that detail. You know, maybe, maybe eighty dollars. I don't know. Who knows? Don't, I don't, don't I try don't to don't try to make it up. It's okay. I don't want to like. Don't lie. Just you, yeah, you don't yeah. know. You don't know. You don't know. Because if I listen, I don't want to. I don't want to like say any like. You misin- don't know. Mis- you don't if, know. If I say anything like misinformation, I'm Yanni, fucked. It's okay, Yanni. You know, Yanni, it's okay. So, you know, in the bottle club, we're all about dating, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting slowly back into online dating. Yeah, those apps are. Interesting. I like in person better. What do you think? Well, I saw something on TikTok about how like our monkey brains were never designed to deal with like more than, you know, 10 like possible partners at a time where we have hundreds of possible partners. So which is why dating is so hard right now and people can't find the right person because they have too many options. It's kind of this whole paradox of choice. It's like we like choice, but then if we have too much of it, we become paralyzed. And that's kind of what's happening when it comes to like interpersonal relationships and romance, you know? So, how did you meet your significant other? I met her at the Apple store. Oh, really? And then I saw her at a party, and that was it. I didn't, I didn't meet her online. See, I do you think, well, everybody has their own versions of everything. First off, you're right. When you have endless options, it's hard did, to pick an option. I forgot the study they did, but they did a study of, of people. Like, they had an option to choose, like, six different mu- – there was a, a group that had – an option to choose six mustards and a group that had an option to choose like 30 different mustards. Mm-hmm. And it, and ultimately they found the group that had less choice were overall happier with their decision and they enjoyed it more than the people who had more choice. You know, it's kind of like when you're on Netflix and you don't know which movie to watch. Yeah. Like me personally, I like this, for example, like Spotify discover weekly because they, they curate a list of songs. Like I wouldn't know how to search for my songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's uh, there's like um, other things that you know I just like when it's kind of put in front of me. You know I like I like prefix menus for example. I, I do. Like, I like places that make that take the decision out of me because sometimes you don't have the mental bandwidth to to deal with these these choices. I'm I'm also realizing as you get more successful and like I think about these celebrities who don't have time to like answer DMs, take photos with fans, feel bad about making a certain well, decision. Well, because your mental your mental energy can't take it, dude. They don't have enough bandwidth. If you look at some of the people at the top of the game like like uh like somebody like is everything okay with that microphone? Yeah, no, I got to touch things, sorry. Touch the touch touch something touch, else. Touch, touch this. Me, yeah. I haven't touched this once. I've never ever touched these. Okay, okay, sorry. I'm 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 so fidgety. I'm fidgety. I'm nervous. I'm I'm nervous. It's gonna fall off. It's not. It's not. Sorry, sorry. Um, but these people at the top of the game, they don't. You know, if they don't have time to like take a photo with you, or, or it's like you can't take that shit personally, man. Also, when somebody's a celebrity like Kevin Hart, do you know how many people this guy employs? He's like a one person company that, and he has to manage it himself. 
So when he takes a day off or he takes a sick day or all these other people like lose money. So he has like that pressure on it. So the mental bandwidth, because you don't have time to feel guilty or emotional. You can't answer every DM. Um, you can try, but it's like truly I, impossible. I only have 4,000 Instagram followers and I can't even have the mental bandwidth to take care of like maybe like 10 a week. So I can yeah. only imagine with Kevin. Can you meditate? Do I meditate? Can you meditate? I don't even know. If you do, you is another question, but can you? Uh, I've tried, but I can't because I'm so fidgety, sure. as you could tell. So what actually helps, this is what I've been doing every morning. When I mean every morning, like maybe like I'll do three days in a row, then I'll stop for like a couple of days and I'll do it three days again. Is I open up my little journal and I just like let things like everything in my mind just fucking flow. Just sure. like, ah. And then at the very end, I write this. Because I'm grateful for this. No, I don't say I'm grateful for this. I mean, granted, whatever. That's great. Whatever. Yeah. I think of something because, okay, I believe in being present and I'm yeah. trying to be more present and trying yeah. to appreciate because, listen, I don't know if I'm when, when I can't, I don't want to have expectations of any results that might happen because that always makes me unhappy. Okay. So what I do is I think of the present and I go, I am a podcaster. I am an actor. I am a consistent worker. I am beautiful. I am smart. I have nice flowing hair. And so by making myself understand that at this moment, I am this, then because I'm that already, I don't have to become it because I am it. Right. And so then it trains my brain to, if I am an actor, these are what actors do. If I'm a podcaster, these are what podcasters do. So I don't think act it and then you become it. I just think I am it. Yeah. And I've been doing that since I got fired after. And ever since, but ever since then doing the, I am this holy shit, dude, yeah. I am happy. I'm not gambling. I'm not masturbating. I'm just like working. Yeah. Right. I'm doing like, not my vices is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I like, I'm able to appreciate like the small wins more so than having that pressure and that expectation that I need to always hit these. So goals. If guys, if you're listening crew and you're thinking about the job that you're doing, let's say you're a barista or let's say you're working in finance, whatever it may be, or I'm a, co or you're a college student go, I am a successful college student. I am someone who studies. I am smart. And by doing that, you train your body, you train your mind to develop automatic habits for you to be that person sure i mean do, would you kind of like it, that's my meditation uh well you, as yeah, somebody who think? used to fidget a lot yeah i would say you should try to meditate because i fidget way less than i used to oh, okay tell me what meditation does for you and explain it's, it. I, think, I, I, I would by the way what do you think about that like i am do you think that's a good exercise i mean i do that stuff all the time uh, but but i instead of saying i am i say you are and i say it into a mirror oh that's smart. because it's like you got to be talking to yourself right so if you go back and look at these journal entries and you read it, it's like, you are great. Like somebody has to say it to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the, the, the goal is you want to be able to find uh, self-esteem, value, and your self-worth without, without needing anybody. Right? So, I mean, by putting like a message is you are beautiful, which I do do, but that's like pay, plastered. I but you're like, you're like saying that to yourself. You know, you're not waiting for anybody else to say it because it's all about this internal monologue, right? It's like... A lot of a lot of internal monologues are like I'm stupid. Nobody wants to hang out with me. I feel ugly. Like I'm fat. I'm I'm t I'm like right. gross. I I I don't have any control over my life. Where 
Instead, your inner monologue could be like, you are smart, you're handsome, you're fun mm. to be around, you're full of joy, you're a calm person. Mm. You know, you, you, it's it's this outward thing. I don't know if scientifically it's proven that people who smile more uh, feel happier. And and it's like a it's like a a weird infinity loop. It's like because you're you're it's you're telling your body that you are happy, so it it, it releases things. So, I mean, like healthier people, when you take care of yourself, are usually happier. Yeah, I mean, I went for a run today, like right before you got here, and it started my day off right. I feel like well, you know, good energy. So but, what is but, meditation? Go with the meditation. Oh, meditation is like floss for your brain. You know, it's like you you sit down. That um, is a beautiful. It's like flossing analogy. for your brain. You got all these little thoughts stuck here and there. You let them come in, and then you let them go out. I think one of the best, um, one of the best meditation tools that I learned was called noting, and this is in particular to deal with anxiety. Um, and it's sort of like when you think, when you you meditate, and thoughts come into your brain. Right. Um, you have to have this thought of, okay, what kind of thought is that? Is this a thought or is this a feeling? And then once you kind of identify it, you kind of let it pass, you know? Yeah. So it's like you got to identify your thoughts for what they are, you know? You got to identify your thoughts for what they are. <laughs> I mean, how long did it take you to get there? <coughs> like, do you consider yourself like a well, lot? Like, would, would you say like you're a little bit, there's like more peace now or? Oh, 100%. And I, and I could totally tell when I haven't meditated in a couple of days, like I start to lose my focus, my calm, my ability to interact well with people. It's crazy. That's how I feel when I don't journal. Do you know how many notepads well, I and think notebooks I, I think have it, around my place? I have like 10. All well, over. I think it's different things for different people that work. You know, I mean, meditation for me works. I meditate at least 20 minutes a day and uh, sometimes 30 minutes a day, but I feel like I don't, I get, now I'm getting anxious that 30 minutes is too long. If I had to, like, Wait, why are you, so you, it's kind of funny. Now you're, you're, now you're getting anxious for something that's supposed to help with your anxiety. Yeah, a little that's bit. That's so funny. It's, it's, uh, that's hilarious. It's, well, the thing fly here. Well, the thing about the meditation though is having, you have to have a new mind, which is always hard for me because like, there's a there's a certain sweet spot you hit in meditation where yeah. you're not asleep, but you are awake. And like I can't even, I don't know how to explain this, but it's an incredible feeling where your body like disappears and and it's oh, like wow. you, you, I don't know how, I couldn't even explain it to you, but you know they did. No, you're explaining to me. I like this. It, it, it's like you're just in here, and the the amount of space that your your brain can create is is truly it's truly incredible. And then when you you come back, your brain and you open is so your powerful, eyes, dude. I mean, you, you hear about these monks in Tibet who, you know, they did these studies with these monks in Tibet or, or I, I, for, I forget these gurus, these Indian gurus or something yeah. about how they, they studied a brain on acid mm. and they studied a brain of these gurus meditating and they found no difference between them. And and in fact, what? and in fact, they gave some of these gurus and these Tibetan monks like acid and the acid had n literal no effect on them because they had already managed to access the part of their, their brain that. So acid was the same effect as if they were meditating, but actually meditating, more stuff happened. More so. Brain. Meditation more so had a better effect because they could truly control things like their body temperature, their heart rate, their like the power they have over their mind to, to control. And I truly believe that we have the power to shape consciousness and, yes, and, we and do. the reality around us. There was this other study, listen to this one, about a plant that was in a dark room. Yeah. And the light, there was a light that shone on the plant randomly like throughout the day and somehow the plant managed to grow by some weird miracle it it like 
the light more and more just That's like true. randomly shown on the plant and so which leads me to believe that and i truly believe there is like an energy in the universe that and you know we sense it when yeah you're we in a room. sense it we sense there's it. no way you can't sense it and and we have the ability to like will things to us now obviously like with we like, have to work at it, but yeah. Uh, well, outside of like systemic racism and and prejudice and things that are put in place to keep people down, I you agree. Know, you know, it, it, obviously, it's like we can't like will ourselves and just manifest ourselves out of like systematic racism. Like that's another thing. Yeah, I don't like when a lot of white people say that to me. It's like, oh, you just will it and will. It's won't and that's like, the, it doesn't Jonathan. Happen. Don't think about racism because <laughs> it, it, the more you think about Dude, racism, racism exist. the like, more you dude. think about racism, the more that'll happen. I'm like. Uh, like, yeah, I'm a very positive person, but like, bro, like if someone puts me down for being Asian, I can only take that so much, you know? Yeah. So, and, and I agree. <gasps> oh, so- actually, actually, can I do the plan example where you're talking about the light? Think about it this way, right? So they did this, they did this like study where they have a set of plants on one side in a room with the same light, same temperature, everything. And they have a set of plants on another room, same light, same everything. So they have these two separate I love where this is going. Two I separate. Just have a feeling I, I could keep going. So they have, so they have two separate, isolated plants. Okay. And in one of the plants, they say negative comments to it oh every single day. Oh my like god! Like you are a worthless plant. You're this. nothing, nothing, nothing. And on the other plants, they say all these positive things like you're great, I you're beautiful, this. you're amazing. Remember, same resources, same light, same everything. The negative plants, they end up not growing to its full capability and started dying. Wow. And the positive plants flourished. Flourished. So now we're like, that's so positivity to one community is so important. Absolutely. So now we're looking at systemic racism and everything. If you're consistently going to community, you are this. And you you're, are that. You're criminals. You're, you're this. You're drug addicts. Holy what do you shit. Think, what do you think they're going to die, dude? What do you think they're going to feel about themselves? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You know. You know what it is. So isn't that isn't that fucking amazing? Isn't it's that a fucking great amazing? And 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 it's like a lot of people in these impoverished communities don't even the reality of them succeeding or having wonderful things doesn't even cross their mind. That's how beaten down they are. Systematic racism is the thing. Just yeah. those fucking examples. We got deep, dude. I remember this, and I I'm not gonna cry right now, but because I I, I, put, I, hope I put sunscreen on, and I I, yeah. I, I like my beautiful face right yeah. now. Um. In college at UC Berkeley, I joined this academic student services. It was called like Bridges. And underneath the Bridges is an umbrella group of different communities. You have like Raza, which is Hispanic, Latino, uh, group of academic student services. Uh, you have also Native American, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have PASS, which is Filipino American student services. Yeah. And so what I would do is I would go to under-resourced community colleges and high schools like in Stockton, Vallejo, different parts of Vallejo. California. Uh, Vallejo. Vallejo. Wow, I can't talk today. It's okay. Um, and well, listen, you know, motor skills in your in your when speaking is very important. Yeah, important. Yeah. I like how you thank you for that. We're bringing it yeah. back. Well, so next time we'll hang out in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> That's how you say it. No. People always get mad at me. It's like I it's say salmon. Col- it's salmon. Sam, salmon, salmon. That's fine. Okay, good. That's fine. But cul-de-sac and cul-de-sac and no. important. No, it's no, important. No. You, could, you could talk to other people. We're gonna we'll get to the bottom of this. Continue your story. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so, as a Filipino academic service, student service, so we have to go to these under-resourced community colleges and high schools. And so, 
and we, we go to spring break, winter break, every single time for like a week, two weeks we go. So I remember one of the first classes that I went to in this, I think it was in uh, John Marshall High School in Los Angeles, California. This this public high school, um, a very under-resourced, very poor community. And we went into this class. And in this class, it's a lot of people of color, but also many Filipinos. Yeah. And I'm there to present higher education, why it's important for under-resourced communities. I go, hey, listen, not, not college isn't for everyone. Yeah. But understand that as someone like myself, who food stamps, welfare, I was able to get in UC Berkeley. And through UC Berkeley, I'm able to develop a network. And a lot of the reasons why you go to college is for that network. A lot of wealthy, elitist, rich people, maybe even you could say white society individuals. Sure. They're so fortunate because they have access to a community that usually accepts them, likes them. They have leaders that are white that they can, you know, resemble like, oh, if this person can make it, then I can make it. Right. Society is always like building them up. Or if you come from like a middle class family, you already have the resources. Right. So college is not necessarily always like the most favorable for them is they don't need it or not. But for under-resourced communities, a lot of the way to like jump from poverty upwards, upper mobility is through college. Yeah. So I'm talking about how to get in, the grant system, what I did for my personal statement, answering questions. And all of a sudden this kid, his name was Ross, raised his hand and he goes, you know what? You're Filipino, right? And I go, yes. And he's like, I'm Filipino. And then he goes, I, I want to apply now. Wow. And I'm like, what? So we sat down. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I just, no one in my family has gone to college. I never yeah. knew it was possible, but like, yeah, you look like me because you're a Filipino. And if you can make it, I can make it. And I got so fortunate because like two years later, I saw him at UC Berkeley. I love that. And so I love that. It's you're like, if, if, just like those plants, right, that we talked about, if somehow we can go back to our communities or if just like somehow we can understand that systematic racism does exist, then how do we foster each other so that way we can be more positive to these we're plants? I think it's mostly like exposing them to what is possible. You know, it's you know, it's yeah. so silly. I moved into this place right now and I, and I love living here and it's really nice. Yeah, it's a very great place. It's nice to the point where like I don't know if I'd want to move. But also, I want to own a home someday, right? Right. And I, I've never pictured myself in a home. So what I'm actually going to do right. is go to open houses in this neighborhood of homes I want to live in. And I'm going to walk around. I'm going to hang out there. Because I've been running in my neighborhood looking at houses. I want to live there. I want to live there. Yeah. I can live there. So now I want to like be inside places and be like, I will live here. I will live here. And I can live here. And it's sort of like... Because I need to, when I meditate and I manifest or I visualize, I have to literally be able to see myself in the actual space. You know, you need yeah. to have like a concrete place you're gonna go. Because uh, once you experience, or you see that it's a, a, that you it exists, it exists. You can be there. You're in there right now. Oh my god, that's what it is. If you know that it exists and that you can make it too, because you see someone either looking like you making it or you're actually you know, there there oh my god that it's, changes the game you have yeah and, and so it, it's but i will say i'll say this that it is a daily struggle to keep that mental uh i don't know fort, fortitude resilience. and resilience yeah. especially if you're somebody who didn't grow up with 
you know, somebody telling you how amazing you are and wonderful you or are. Or society just you telling are. you that you're fucking amazing. I mean, I'll give you an example. Like, the first time I bombed doing stand-up, I was like 19 or 20. And my mom was in the audience. My mom also is an immigrant, like your mom, yeah. from Brazil. And uh, I was performing at Caroline's on Broadway. I was about, this 2007. I'm six months into doing stand-up. Um, I'm about 20 years old. Right. And uh, up to that point, I had been murdering every show. I'm doing great. But I've only been performing in front of people my age in college and telling jokes about whatever in front right. of them. So now I'm, I'm about to do seven minutes at the... Broadway. Uh, on Broadway. Caroline's on Broadway. Very famous club. And in my head, I'm like, I made it. Somebody's going to see me here. And I'm going to be huge. I'm going to make it. I'm the best. <laughs> this is it. This is the moment. Like a, a, I, It was a bringer show. If you're not familiar with what that is, it's when you have to, in order to perform, yeah. you have to bring 10 friends to the show. Right. So I... So I'm up there. I do my set, and the set doesn't go well. I, by all, in my own head, I watched the tape back of last year, and uh, I didn't bomb, but it definitely didn't exude like uh, like professionalism. It didn't exude like the light that you usually shine on. on now, if you TV. see me now, it's like I watched that set that you saw at the yeah. club, and I was I watched it, and I, and I couldn't believe it. It was well, the I, most. It I, was I, the most professional I'd ever seen myself. I really want that footage. I'll send you. I'll send you the whole clip. Okay. Anyway, go on. So uh, at the, it was the summer between semesters at NYU, and my parents live in White Plains. It was about a 30 to 40-minute car ride. Oh, that's a nice area, bro. We, they lived in like a two-bedroom apartment. No, one-bedroom apartment. Oh, no, White sorry. Plains. I'm thinking of Connecticut because White Plains is no, right near Greenwich, Connecticut. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they yeah, lived yeah. in like a one-bedroom apartment. Because Greenwich is like 30 minutes away. Yeah. yeah. So we're on the car ride home, me and my stepdad and my mom, and because uh, I'm, I'm staying with them. Right. And then uh, – there's it's it's a dead silent car ride home and nobody said anything and i just went to bed no discussion Ugh. next morning we're having breakfast and my and my mom was like hey i we didn't say anything in the car ride because you were really awful last night Whoa. and uh you know you could do better than that so you know it wasn't like hey honey like <laughs> i don't want to say but like a, you know a white friend who whose yeah, parents would have been like hey cuddling. honey you did great. That was a great try. You'll do better next time. Just keep, you know, you know, it was straight up like, no, nah, it wasn't good. Which, which you know, which I, I, which I, I mean, I would prefer then I prefer that. to the alternative, which is everything you do is great, you know, well, but I think it's a good, I think it has to be a balance. Like I've decided because my, my father and my mother never really said, wait, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. My mom. So I, the show that you saw, the thing, right? That yeah, you said yeah, was yeah. so great. Yeah. I videotaped it. I sent it to my manager and I sent it to my Your mom. mother. So this is the text exchange. I sent it to her. Great show, Morgan, period. And that's Immigrant all she said. parents are the best. That's all she said. You can't see this. Maybe I'm going to take a screenshot and send it to you. But So let me let me preface this. So Morgan <laughs> does an amazing show. Like Remember, professional. We're both, I'm watching yeah. like, holy shit, I'm a professional. So Morgan, Full 53 Mor minutes set. Morgan and I are like both immigrants. and so First generation American. First generation American. And Morgan sends uh, his one of his best shows that I've ever seen to his mother. And the mother says... Great show, Morgan. Period. <laughs> That's all she said. It's it's kind of funny. I mean, when I have kids, because my parents, they're Asian, and I, and my mother, just recently, maybe like a couple of years ago, started understanding how proud she was of us and said, "I'm yeah. proud of you." But I never received, "I'm proud of you." But how I trained my mom was this: I looked at my mom like about two, three years ago, and I go, "Hey, mom, your kids are phenomenal. We're amazing." And you should be proud of us because look how much we've accomplished. Yeah. 
And by telling her that, she took a step back and she was like, huh. And then slowly, like since that conversation, she would say, you know what? I, good job. Yeah. It started with good job. It was never like proud of you, but it was like, good job. And then now it's, I'm really, I like finally, like maybe like a year yeah. ago, it's like, I'm proud of you. We only started saying I love you and my, my, at least my mom and I started saying I love you in the last five or six years, like regularly on phone calls when we say bye. But it's, it's, it starts, it starts with the, the kid teaching the parent to do Absolutely. That. Like there's a lot of, a lot of, sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. I feel like a lot of like Asians who always talk about this, I always tell them like, yes, I understand it's so difficult that you're waiting for your parents to say I love you and say that I'm proud of you, but you have to. They didn't grow up that way. So you have to teach them what you want. So start saying, I love you to your parents. When I started that, my mother goes, yeah, you love me, but do you like me? And just this year, I had to go, hey, mom, I love you and I like you. Like, isn't that crazy that you have to like, like, like. She said, do you love me? Do you like me? No, she's like, I know you say I love you now, but do do you like me? And I was like, wow. Whoa. So I had to be like, I mean, we. Listen, That's immigrant parents are different, so you have to train them by giving them how you want to be loved. You know, I, I, Does that make sense? Absolutely. So my therapist, uh, back in the day, I told him, like, yeah, we don't say I love you in my family. He's like, why is that? He's like, I don't know. My mom never said it. He's like, well, did you? Can You You could say it. I said, yeah, but... So I was the one in the family who started saying that shit. See? You know? And it, and they're slowly and saying it back says to it you. Back. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. So. You know what's funny? I have a note here that actually says... I want to talk about why Morgan doesn't say love. Anyway, uh, where can we find you, Morgan? Uh, great way to end. Uh, my name is Morgan J. You can follow me at Morgan J on Instagram, MorganJ.com. And OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com, forward slash Morgan J official. New merch coming out literally, I think, this week and next week. I'm very excited yeah, for it. Yeah, promote your merch on this podcast. Uh, That's awesome. We Let's have, do this. We have, uh, and then, you know, all the other platforms that I'm streaming on Twitch and Guys, doing all this stuff. Guys, I want you to follow him on Morgan J on Instagram. He has some great amazing content i adore him and a Uh, new hour is going to be coming out soon i I feel it oh no check out uh, okay in the description guys i'm gonna leave morgan j's hour-long special uh i hope my ex doesn't see this i think it has that's the title of the but it's very clickbaity yeah it's a really good title on the podcast i mean sorry on the youtubes and then uh you can follow me on jonathan garano g-a-u-r-a-n-o and then, guys, guess what? We do exclusive content on the Bottle Club podcast Instagram. It's a private Instagram. Nice. So go to that. Um, we have about 100 people on the newsletter, which is cool. So join that at thebottleclub.com. And then last but not least, guys, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Because when you do and you decide to leave your Instagram handle, guess what? I will DM you a private video message. So with that said, thanks. Like and subscribe. Love you. Peace.